Hi everyone. Happy Father's Day from Israel. We're having such a great time here. I can't believe that I'm in the Holy Land. In fact, right now I'm standing on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. This beautiful blue water behind me. Um, the other morning I was able to get up early and watch the sunrise. And I was just taken by the thought that 2,000 years ago Jesus walked on these waters. And um, again, it's just been amazing all that we've been experiencing. And I hope that you're off to a great Father's Day and that worship has been great for you so far. Um, let me tell you a little bit about what's been going on with us. As of the date of this recording, it's day three for us. And we've had a wonderful time so far. Um, we've seen so much. Let me just share a few highlights with you. On day one, we were able to go to the port city of Caesarea. Caesarea is a key city that was built by Herod the Great. And Herod built an amphitheater there uh, in Caesarea. And I was able to stand in the exact location where they believed the Apostle Paul stood as he made his defense before the Roman governor Felix uh, there in the book of Acts. And again, I was just in awe uh, thinking about the Apostle Paul standing up with such boldness and courage defending the Christian faith. That day also we went to Mount Carmel. Mount Carmel is the location where Elijah faced off against the prophets of Baal. And uh, he prayed, and as you remember the story, fire fell from heaven and consumed the altar. That particular spot is the highest point on the Carmel Mountains. And we could look around and we could see, and I imagined all the villages and towns surrounding that mountain area could look up and see that fire fall from heaven and consume that altar even from miles and miles away. And what a great witness it was of God's power. That day we went also to the boyhood home of Jesus in the city of Nazareth and we were able to see what first century villages would look like. Uh, on day two we went to Mount Hatsor. Mount Hatsor is a key city in the north of Israel that straddles uh, an international highway that runs north and south. It was the first line of defense for Israel as they defended themselves against invading armies from the north. And we read from the Bible in Joshua chapter 11 that this was a key city also that Joshua conquered during the conquest period of the Promised Land when they were occupying the Promised Land and he defeated the king of Hatzor named Jabin. Um, and then yesterday we were able to baptize in the Jordan River. I mean a lot of tears were shed to be there in that same historic river and we baptized, I don't know, 12 or 13 folks who wanted to participate in it. And I was um, able to do that and had the honor of baptizing everyone. Uh, we've just had a great time. Um, we miss you guys, though. We wish that you all could be here with us. And God is doing some amazing things here in the Holy Land. Um, today on this Father's Day, I just want to share with you um, from a passage in the book of Joshua, so much of this region around here north of Galilee and to the northwest of Galilee, there are many cities that Joshua conquered during the conquest period um, as Israel was occupying the promised land. And with Joshua in mind and his leadership in mind, I want you to turn to Joshua chapter 24. I want to read a key passage for you that talks about an important decision that every person must make, but particularly fathers. 
I want to share with you some encouraging words today about the key decision in your life that you must make and the commitment that's found in Joshua chapter 24. At the beginning of Joshua 24, Joshua recounts the history of the nation of Israel. Now remember the setting. This is toward the end of the book of Joshua. Israel had been in slavery in Egypt for 400 years. And they were finally set free from that slavery, but then afterwards they wandered in the wilderness for 40 more years. Finally, they had entered the promised land. They had conquered all the cities that were opposing them. They had inherited this promised land that God had given to them. And now at the end of this, after all that God had done, Joshua stands up in the city of Shechem and he gathers together all the people of Israel, all the tribes together, and he begins to recount the history of Israel. He talks about Abraham and his journey. He talks about Isaac and Jacob and Esau. He talks about Moses and his leadership. And then he talks about how faithful God had been to them to give them the promised land. And then down in 14, after recounting the history of, G uh, of, of Israel, he shares with them an important commitment that he's offering to them to make. Look in verse 14. Let's read it. It says this, Now therefore fear the Lord, and serve Him in sincerity and in faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it's evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. And Joshua says this, But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So here Joshua is asking them to make a pledge, to make a promise to God to serve him from this point on. And today on Father's Day I want to share with you some facets of what this promise and this commitment looks like. In fact what this is, fathers, these are gifts that we give our children. These are gifts that we hand down to them that serve them so well in their life and they reflect the commitment that Joshua was offering to the people of Israel on that day. First of all, that commitment, that gift that we give to our kids is characterized by an authentic faith. Look in verse 14. Joshua says, serve the Lord, listen to these two words, in sincerity and faithfulness. Those are great words. In fact, those two words really characterize an authentic faith. Being sincere in our faith and love for God and being faithful to serve Him. Kids know, in fact, dads, kids know what's real or what's not about our lives. They know if our faith is real. Now, here's something that I've learned with my kids. My kids don't expect perfection. They know me far too well. I make way too many mistakes. They don't expect me to be perfect. But what they do expect from me, and what they do expect from us as fathers, is that we'll be sincere, that we'll be authentic, that we'll be sincere in our love for God. Not perfect, but sincere that will admit mistakes when we make them. That's a part of sincerity. That will be sincere in the grace that God gives to us and apply that grace to our lives. That will have a present tense, living and active, authentic faith. Secondly, in the second part of verse 14, I think what Joshua is describing here in this commitment, this gift that we give our kids, is the strength of conviction the strength of conviction. Here's what I mean by that. If you look at the second part of verse 14, Joshua says, put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve 
the Lord. Here's the principle for you and me today. Just as important as saying yes to God is, it is also vitally, vitally important that we say no to other things that rival our relationship to God. We often try to have it both ways. We try to have the both and. Joshua is describing here in, in, in relationship to God the either or. We must choose whom we will serve. And so in that day there were a lot of gods who were competing for their devotion. And I would say to you today dads that there are a lot of gods, little g gods, in our world that compete for our time and our attention and our devotion. The God of self-reliance for example for uh, example, uh, the God of work, the God of materialism, the God of self-interest. All these are things that compete with our relationship to God. And in order to say yes to what is most important, we also must say no to those things that are not important. You know, in truth, we have all kinds of convictions in life. You may not know it, but you have convictions in your life. Convictions, for example, that we pass on to our kids about education. It's kind of a non-negotiable, isn't it? Um, kids, you're going to go to school. That's a conviction that we have. There are convictions about work. There are convictions about other values that we have that we pass down to our children. Maybe it's time for you and me to pass down and to focus more on the conviction of our faith in God, that we'll have a moral backbone that will provide an authentic faith to our kids and will provide them also a sense of conviction in their own lives so that they can learn what to say yes to and by default they will know what to say no to and so here in this passage Joshua says listen serve the Lord by putting away the gods of your fathers and I want to remind you men that for some of you to say yes to God means to break the cycle that was passed down to you from your parents or maybe their parents for you to have the courage to say you know what in my home we're gonna do something different even if it looks different than what was handed down to me we're gonna serve the Lord which really leads to the last thing we're to provide our kids an authentic faith we're to provide our kids the strength of conviction and finally we're to provide our kids a godly example look in verse 15 Joshua says, choose you this day whom you will serve. And then he says that amazing statement that is so important for fathers. He says this, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you get a sense that uh, Joshua is being very clear about the choice that we're to make? In fact, he's defying the whole notion of indifference. Indifference is powerlessness in our lives. Indifference leads to kind of a passive faith. But when we have made the decision to serve the Lord, that brings power and purpose to our lives. And Joshua is saying, listen, at least choose. Choose whom you're going to serve. Um, if, if it's going to be the gods of your fathers, if it's going to be the gods of the Amorites, then choose them. But choose. And he said, as for me, we're going to serve the Lord in my house. So Joshua is calling for clear commitment on the part of each and every one of us. And maybe today, your commitment as a dad would be to say, you know what, despite um, what my friends do, despite what uh, people at work will do, as for me and as for my house, we're going to serve the Lord. 
Elijah would have this same kind of language on Mount Carmel when he would say to the Israelites, how long will you waver between two opinions? How long are you going to sit on the fence? When are you going to decide to serve the Lord? And that's God's word to you and me today. Let me share with you as I close a story that I heard years ago. It's a story called A Thousand Stones. And here's the way the story goes. Um, let's say that this stone represents one weekend of our lives. You know, the weekdays are so busy. We've got work. The kids have got school. Weekends are precious times for you and me as fathers. Let's say that this stone represents one weekend. In the course of time, from the time our kids are born to the time that they leave the home, we estimate that we have about a thousand weekends, about a thousand stones to spend with our children. Here's the question for you today. How are you spending those stones? Are you counting them as precious? Um, are you spending quality time? For me and uh, my family, I've got an older son. He's 22. He's been off to school for a few years. Pretty much all of those 1,000 stones have been spent with Ryan. Now we get to spend time with him still some, but again, that key precious time of his upbringing has come and gone. My middle son, Brandon, just graduated from high school. We've got about five or six more stones left with him this summer before he goes off. My daughter, Kaylee, she's got two more years left of high school. Um, two more years, all of her stones will be spent. All of those weekends will be gone. Um, Here's the point from this passage. After Joshua offered this um, pledge and this promise to uh, Israel, Israel responded, the children of Israel responded and said, we want to serve the Lord too. We will serve the Lord. Joshua said, okay, if that's what you want, then let's make a covenant. And they made a covenant, the Bible says, between themselves and God. The Bible says there in Joshua 24 that Joshua wrote these words, the promise that they made in the book of the law. And then he does something really special. He sets up a stone there in that place and he personifies the stone. He says, this stone today has heard your words and this stone today will bear witness forever of the promise that you have made. Isn't that powerful? And here's what I want you to think about today. I want you to take a stone we're going to give these to you as you exit today. They're in a container by the door. As you exit the door, dads, I want you to take a stone, take it home with you, put it in some prominent place, put it on the mantle in your living room, um, put it on your desk at work, put it someplace where you will remember the words that Joshua said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. And let this stone that you're receiving today, let it hear your words. Let it bear witness to the promise and the pledge that you will make today, I hope, as you will say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So take one of these with you today and let it be a special reminder to you of Father's Day 2015 and the pledge and the promise that for you and your household, you're going to serve the Lord. Well, listen, God bless you all. We're, we're having, again, a wonderful time, and um, we wish you all could be with us. Um, pray for us. We've got several days left on our journey. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday. We're going to be back with you next Sunday on the 28th, 
and we're going to pick up again in the series through the Gospel of Matthew. We're going to look at that key passage in Matthew in the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus says you cannot serve two masters. Sounds very much like what Joshua said, right? You cannot serve two masters because by trying to serve two masters, you end up serving neither one of them. So, I look forward to being with you. Have a great Father's Day. Enjoy your time of worship today. God bless you, and we'll see you next Sunday.